The big question is this, how are real estate entrepreneurs like us who spend money from our own pockets to build a brand, generate leads, and deliver value to our clients, how do we do all of that and still earn our next million dollars in income? If you want proven secrets to get to your next million, keep listening. If you want it faster, go to kingstonlane.com forward slash secrets. Welcome to the Kingston Lane Podcast. Hey, 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 what's happening? I want to talk about something that's really, really fun for you to talk about. All of you guys know if you've got context with me, I love operations. I love scale and like one to one, like one plus one equals two. That math equation just doesn't make sense to me, right? So um, we had a, a webinar the other day. I was talking to a whole bunch of agents and the webinar actually had a specific topic, but one person asked one question and it, and it triggered this uh, seminar that I went to a couple of years ago. It was one of those ones where there was a bunch of like A-list uh, leaders, and uh, I, I opened my notes and I asked the whole group. I said, "Hey, you know, there, there's there's a pretty simple formula to scale. Would you guys like to know what it is?" And, and of course, you know, I got a lot of yeses. So, completely abandoned the webinar topic, and we immediately went into scale. And I want you to take a lot of notes because I'm going to give you that formula right now. And I'm also going to tell you why, in my opinion, um, most agents fail. And not only do they fail, they actually leave the industry with a horrible taste in their mouth. And you know what happens? They blame the industry. And in my opinion, I think it has nothing to do with the real estate industry. They just didn't have somebody up front to let them know that, hey, you know, there is so much freaking wealth in this business, in real estate. It's, it's the only, you guys have heard me say this before, real estate has the easiest, is the easiest way to change your financial bloodline. There is no easier way. You cannot do anything for two years and go from $0 to $400,000 in top line revenue in 24 months. It, there's almost no other industry that you can do that with the minimal amount of capital it takes to start in real estate. But there's a double-edged sword there and there's a huge freaking trap that I want to walk you through. And I know a lot of you guys uh, are stuck in this. I've taken on coaching clients in the past. And they'd come to me and they'd say, Steve, I've got this goal and you know, I, I want to make $175,000 this year. And, and, and for the first time ever, I'm going to do it and I'm going to have freedom and you know, I'm not going to chase the business. I'm only going to work with clients that I want to work with. I need to build brand new systems. I don't have a CRM and I need three or four marketing sources to help me get there. Can you coach me to that success? And I say, of course I can. But tell me a little bit about your history. And it, it, it comes up all the time. Well, I've been in the business for 15 years and um, I'm on my fourth brokerage and I used to do this. I did a little bit of that. And, you know, my husband or wife used to work with me and unfortunately we're no longer together or I used to have this team and I no longer have it. Or I've always been a solo agent and I want to grow a team. And I asked the question, I said, hey, how is the goal $175,000 and you've been in the industry for 15 years? And there's a little pause that comes and, you know, everybody's got a story in their head, right? I've got a story, you've got a story, and the story comes out about why they never really leveled up to what they wanted to be. And here's what it boils down to. I think one of the biggest challenges in real estate, biggest challenges in real estate agents overall is that real estate agents adjust their lifestyle based on the current income they make. I want you to write that down. One of the biggest traps you can fall into is that real estate agents in real time, by the way, not even in lagging time, in real time adjust their lifestyle based on the income they make. What does that mean? Well, on month one, if I make 5,000 bucks, then I'll find a way to spend 5,000 bucks. And guys, I've been guilty of this as well, okay? 
Uh, six months go by, I'm doing really well. I'm closing three or four or five homes a month and I'm, you know, I'm making thirty or $40,000. Well, guess what? Now it's time to maybe you know, upgrade the car and go to get a new wardrobe. And um, then what happens is I make a little bit more money so the vacations get a little bit more lavish. And eventually I get a taste of what this uh, lavish luxury lifestyle looks like. And I start to defend it, meaning I start to work to maintain the lifestyle, not to work to get ahead. Now, um, there have been times... When uh, I know that, uh, and, and maybe you guys have suffered, and suffer is probably a bad word, but maybe you guys have felt this as well, where we get this feeling of like, hey, you know what? I worked for like 60 days. I made a ton of calls. I set a whole bunch of appointments. I made a boatload of money. The greatest part about real estate is that if I ever want to make a lot of money, all I got to do is just do that again. And so what happens is we work, 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 work. We get, you know, we work really hard. We grind, grind, grind. We get a whole bunch of closings. And then what happens? the mindset kicks in or it may not even be your mindset. Maybe it's somebody else you know. Maybe it's a friend and they say, man, Steve, you've worked just so hard these last 90 days. You owe it to yourself to take a break. And then you say, you know, you're thinking that you get in your head and you're like, you know what? You're right, man. I have been working really hard. Maybe like, look, I, I've been working six, seven days a week. I'm making my calls every day. I'm going on all these appointments. You're right. I deserve a break. Let's go to Vegas for three days and splurge, right? Or let's go wherever you guys go. I don't know why, why I mentioned Vegas, but you get the point. And then what happens then? The cycle sets in, right? You stop doing what got you successful. You know, the GCI dips. And then what happens? We got to do the whole thing all over again. Let me tell you the bad thing about that. The great thing is, is, is as I still do agree with that mindset, meaning real estate is such a business to where you can work your face off and change your financial bloodline. And I'm going to say almost overnight. I don't literally mean overnight, but quicker than almost any other industry you can do it in, right? You guys have the ability to make more money than doctors and lawyers much easier with much more leverage. I shouldn't say easier. That's the wrong word. You have the ability to make more money than doctors and lawyers much earlier with much more leverage. You should write that down. Much earlier with much more leverage, okay? So we talked about scale on this webinar. That's the trap, by the way. The trap is, is that your lifestyle equals the money you make and you never really forecast how to grow. So you don't really think about this as a business. You think about it as a high income job. One of the biggest mistakes I, I see, high income job between uh, or high revenue growth engine, right? So I wrote down four things. I want you to write these down too. These are in order of the things that you need to do if you ever want to be amongst the one, two, three percent of agents that actually achieve scale, you know? Um, here's another thing you need, to, you need to understand. To be a top 10% agent in the country, I looked this up the other day, or I didn't even look it up. Somebody sent it to me. I think the number was like 31 homes a year, if I'm not mistaken. Don't quote me on that. Uh, if, this is, if this goes into a blog post, I'll try and, I'll, and look this up and give you guys the exact stat. Uh, but it was somewhere around that number. So in most markets, look, 31 homes a year, it, it's a decent living, but you're, it's going to be pretty hard to, to build wealth on it. You know, You may be in like... Manhattan, New York, or, or you know, Hoboken, New Jersey, or, or one of the higher price points uh, markets in the country where 30 homes a year um, is actually a really, really good living. But if you're in a bread and butter market, like middle part of America or, you know, Florida or Atlanta or Phoenix, Arizona, where the average sales price is, you know, two seventy-five dollars to $400,000, it's a good living, but it's hard to build wealth on that, right? So here's what I want you to write down. Step one is you've got to fund the life first. Write this down. You need to fund the life first. So what is your monthly overhead that it costs you to live your life? This is mortgage payments, car payments, 
Um, this is, you know, putting some money away for savings or however you invest. This is, you know, the cost of food. It's uh, entertainment. It's everything. What does it cost to fund your life, right? Let's, let's use an easy number. Let's say it's $10,000 a month. Now, if it costs $10,000 a month to fund your life, you don't need to make $10,000 a month. You probably got to make $14,000 a month, right? And the reason why it's fourteen dollars is because you got to pay taxes, right? I know only some of you on this call pay taxes, but for those of you that do, congratulations all to all the other ones that don't. You know, hopefully you don't get caught one day. But for those of you guys that do pay taxes, you know that you have to over forecast for that. But it doesn't stop there. There's actually business expenses on top of that. So let's say if your net that you need every month is ten grand, you're going to gross that up to fourteen thousand to cover taxes. Now we need business expenses, which are probably going to be around twenty-five to thirty percent of that number to fund that. So really, for you to net ten grand a month, we really need to be focused on a number at minimum of seventeen thousand a month. Okay. So using easy numbers, step one is you need to be in a sprint right now. And when I say sprint, I don't mean like a, a, a finite amount of time. I mean fast. We need to be in a sprint to get to 17 grand a month, rinse and repeatable. Meaning like the business spits out what it does because I do what it takes to make at least 17 grand a month. For some of you guys, that's one half of one closing. For others, that might be four closings. Whatever the number is, don't blame the market. Just go get the money. Step two, once we fund the cost of living, once we fund the cost of living, the next chunk we need to buy down is hard debt, right? Here's what I mean by hard debt. Now, I'm not going to tell you what good debt and bad debt is, but I would be focused on the compounding interest debt first, right? The most obvious one is credit cards. Now, uh, some of you guys have leases on cars or car loans. Those are fixed payments, meaning, you know, maybe you have a four-year loan out on a car and it's, it's four, uh, 48 payments of like $500 a month. Maybe you want to pay that off early. Maybe you don't. I'm totally okay with that. Leases are the same thing. Those are fixed payments and there's an end date to those, right? And there's also some big tax uh, benefits of keeping that going as well. So I'm not necessarily talking about a mortgage or you know a car payment or maybe you've got a long-term structured loan or maybe it's a student loan that you're paying $125 a month for the next four years on and it's paid off. If it's fixed and you're on the plan to getting that paid off, I can't really tell you that at stage two, it's worth it to overinvest in that. But I will tell you, if you've got hard, compoundable debt right now, meaning the longer you hold the debt, the more money you're gonna pay on it because it's not fixed interest, I'd be in a sprint to clear that out as quick as you can, okay? So number two is clear out all of the compounding interest debt you can. Now, like this is not my advice, this is what I learned. And, and there's probably 100 steps in between each one of these. These are four very high level steps of what it takes to achieve scale. Um, but it's really hard to get to step three if you don't take care of step one and step two first. You actually can't get to step three because if you get to step three too early before you take care of one and two, you will eventually go right back to step one and two. And you know, I want to mention that uh, I think, and I am making this number up. I tend to make a lot of stuff up, actually. I know that sounds kind of weird. Um, I, I would venture to guess that the majority of all real estate agents are stuck perpetually in phase one. They only make what they have to. If I need to make 10 grand a month total, then I'll close, you know, let's say my average sales price is 500 grand and my average commission is, you know, 15,000 or whatever the number is. I'm probably going to close one home every 45 days. And as long as I'm getting the life funded, and, and guys, is that a good business? 
I don't know if it is or not. I mean, it depends on your needs. But I know there's deal fallout. There's a lot of emotions. There's ups and there's downs. If you're only selling enough homes to fund the life, I, guys, I got news for you. I, I don't know that real estate's worth it. I really don't. I think the emotional trauma that you get put through negotiating other people's emotions is too heavy not to pull, it, pull ahead in life, okay? You should probably write that down. If you're only making enough money to get by in real estate, emotionally, it's probably not worth it. So number two, you got to get rid of all that hard compounding interest. Here's number three. Write down liquidity and getting ahead. Our goal for step three is liquidity, okay? Now, liquidity may, be, may mean something different for you than most people. You guys hear that like, you need a six-month rainy day fund, right? Okay, fine. Um, I would probably guess that your, your sprint in, in phase number three probably needs to be at least two years. What we are doing is buying an insurance policy to take risk. So I want you to write down number three, liquidity, and then, you know, dash or in parentheses, I am buying a personal insurance policy to take risk or to buy my way ahead. I'm buying a personal insurance policy to take a risk or buy my way ahead. And once you get to that moment to where you're no longer working to pay the bills, that's how you know that you're, you're close to being liquid, that the money you're earning is getting you ahead, it's not paying the bills, right? You're not depending on closing by closing by closing uh, to pay everything. Guys, you, you know, most of you on this call have been there before where you've got a handful of checks in your hand, you're going to the bank and you're like, look, it doesn't really matter if I cash these checks today or in eight months from now, it's just, I'm, I'm so far ahead. Like, this feels really good. I want you guys to feel like that every single day in your career. Even if you're not in real estate, if you're, if you're in some other industry and you're listening to this right now, there's nothing more than I want for you than to go in there and cash checks that you don't need to cash. And I shouldn't say cash. That's like an old school term. I mean like deposit, right? Now, I don't know that I'd let the checks just sit on your desk forever, right? Like that's probably not a good thing either, but I don't want you getting a check on Friday at four o'clock in the afternoon and having to run your face off over to Chase because if you don't get deposited this weekend, you're not gonna have any money to do anything. That is not a very good life to live in real estate. Real estate with those pretense, it's just not worth it, right? So again, stage three is liquidity. We're no longer working to pay the bills and uh, we're buying our own personal insurance policy to buy ourselves ahead. Then number four, we get to scale. Now here's where a lot of people get this wrong. They think, oh, well, if it's like step three is liquidity, Step four scale must just mean I'm like, I'm making so much money that I'm getting way ahead. The answer is no, that's not what scale is. What the, the best agents, what the best entrepreneurs have figured out at step four and scale, and this was a really big eye-opener for me. By the time you get to step four, your income is fixed. Maybe at that point, and I'm totally making these numbers up, maybe at that point, your monthly income is 40 grand a month. That's what you're pulling out of your S-corp or however you pay yourself, right? It's $40,000 a month. Now, if you, I shouldn't say if you, when you have those 100, those 200, those $300,000 months and you're truly at scale, the $300,000 to people that really wanna scale this business, that extra money's not going into a savings account and then getting hoarded. There's a huge percentage of that and I think the number that I heard at the seminar was 70% of that leftover money. So 40 grand's gonna go to my salary. Let's say I made 200, right? So I've got $160,000 left over. 70% of that is going to get immediately re-injected into the business. And I want you guys to write this down. I want you to ask yourself this question. If I netted, after all expenses, 200,000, $40,000 went to my own personal payroll, and let's say I had $160,000 left over, 70% of that is gonna be, let's see, 160, that's 32 plus, 
4248. So that's going to be one like $112,000 plus or minus. I don't know if that's right. I did that in my head. If you took $112,000 right now and immediately injected it back into your business, what would that do for you? What would that do for your advertising wise? What would that do for you people wise? What would that do for you listing wise? What would that do for you, you know, freedom wise? How much time would that buy you? Now, you may think like, what the hell am I going to pay 112 grand for? Like, just like, I don't even know where I would spend that money. Very natural to feel that way, right? Very natural to get overwhelmed, very natural to get confused around that. But I need you to dream a little bit. When the business gets that big and I have the ability to take that money and reinvest it in the business, how much revenue would I be able to generate because of that capital investment? I want you to think about that for a second because the, the, the devil on your right shoulder is telling you, hold on, Steve, you just made 200 grand. You better save it because guess what? Next month's going to suck, right? And what happens? Next month sucks because we accurately predict it, right? But when you inject that money back into the business, you have no choice but to work because all that money you worked so hard to get, you just gave it all back up again. So you're going to repeat the cycle. The people that achieve massive scale are very comfortable with reinvestment into their business. It's not about making the high income. Now, if you did this for five years, I just want you to dream with me a little bit. Let's say that you got to the point to where you were, even if it was 100,000 and your salary was 40, and you had 60 left over, you're going to take 70% of 60,000, which is going to be um, 18,000 minus 60, what is that, 42,000? If you took $42,000 every single month and dumped it right back into the business, how much would your business grow if you did that for five years? Chances are you'd create generational wealth. Whereas I want to remind you at the beginning of the call, that agent that came into my coaching schedule and said, I have all these goals, I've been in the business 15 years, and I'm still living month to month. I'm still living month to month. That's because nobody taught them the four phases of scale, right? So hopefully this gives you the ability to look at your business a little bit different, right? You're going to grow your business in stages. And most people are like, I'm going to make 100 grand, then I'm going to make 200 grand, then I'm going to make 300 grand. And it's a very linear growth pattern. I don't want you to think that way. I want you to think, look, I got to fund my cost of living. Then I'm going to wipe out all of my compounding debt. Then I'm going to get liquid so I can buy myself a personal insurance policy and cheat growth. And then finally, when I get to scale, I'm going to take 70% of the remaining net profit. I'm going to immediately reinvest in the business so I can go through through a quantum leap and become completely unrecognizable in five years, right? If this resonated with you, do me a favor. I want you to go to our Facebook page or go to our group. Just go to um, facebook.com forward slash Kingston Lane Network. You'll find our, our group. And I just want you to post your biggest takeaway. And if you have any questions around this podcast, if you have any questions around scale and what this means, post the questions too, because chances are, if you have that question, somebody else has it as well. So let us help you in a group format. You know we're here to support you. We will help you scale in any way possible. All you got to do is ask, all right? I love you all. Thank you so much for, uh, this is a little bit of a longer podcast, even though it's only, I don't know, 15, 18 minutes or so. I'm so passionate about this because I've been on both sides of the coin on this. I've had those months where it's like, we just reinvest, reinvest. And I've also had those months where it's like, you know what? I made a bunch of money, I spent a bunch of money, and, and that probably wasn't a really smart thing to do. I know what life looks like on both sides of that coin, and I'm telling you, if I could do it all over again, even though today is a fresh start for everybody, like honoring the four phases of scale, trust me, you, you can get there a lot quicker than you think, all right? My name's Steve Olson. I'm the president of Kingston Lane. I love you all. We'll see you on the next one. Mm-hmm.
Do you want more real estate secrets? Then go get all our best kept secrets that agents around the world are using to win more listings, grow their teams, and make a fortune every single day. Go to kingstonlane.com forward slash secrets. That's kingstonlane.com forward slash secrets.